Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And in case it's escaped you, today is the first day of December, which means we got about 24 days left until Christmas. And people have already, of course, uh, started putting up their decorations on the exterior and the interior of their home. And uh, this morning we have a special guest, Wichita Battalion Fire Chief Jose Ocades is with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm doing well. Have you all, have you got your inflatable Grinch up in your front yard yet? Or, or? <laughs> no, no, sir, not the Grinch. We have Santa Claus in front of our yard. All right. Listen, uh, so I understand there there is uh, some – we need to take some safety precautions because let's talk about outdoors first because uh, a lot of people are doing something outdoors. A lot of it has to do with electricity. Tell us what, what are your tips for safety on the outdoors, uh, Chief? Uh, from the first thing, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, decorating the exterior of your home, um, use the correct, appropriate type of uh, lights, exterior lights. Um, you don't want to mix the interior and exterior, but also using proper extension cords also from interior and indoor or indoor and exterior um, outdoor type of uh, extension cords. And always be aware of inspection of your lights, um, you know, make sure that you ha- you don't install any type of um, electrical lights that have been frayed or been worn out and have um, bends, real hard bends in them. And use clips. Don't use any type of nails or staples to attach them to the um, your roof line or anything like that. Just use specific type of clips for the exterior lights. Yeah, I guess I wasn't really – I probably knew this, but I'd forgotten that there are actually different kind of lights for interior and exterior then, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So we always want to make sure that you do indoor and outdoor. Use them appropriately from whatever you're decorating inside or outside. What do you tell you about uh, guys my age going up on ladders? <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, just be careful. Have that proper angle. Um, you don't want to have it that steep and just have an angle that you can walk up the ladder rather than climb up the ladder itself. Well, that's my my deal is my wife won't let me do that. You can't. You won't let me on a ladder anymore. Now let's go inside the home where you know you're putting up a tree and maybe some other uh, decorations on the inside of your home. What's what's uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah. So you know, again, you want to make sure that you're using correct indoor type of uh, lights for inside. Another thing is that um, extension cords. Um, you want to make sure that uh, you're using correct extension cords, but you don't want to overextend an extension cord as what we reference as in some type of piggybacking one extension cord to another extension cord to be able to have that proper distance to an outlet and where you're decorating at. And also, you know, type of Christmas tree. You know, you have your artificial trees, and also you have your your live Christmas trees that people purchase. You want to make sure that you do proper maintenance on those live trees along with the decorations that you're utilizing on those live trees. Yeah, because they, they can uh, they can dry out and then become a fire hazard, huh? Oh, yeah, they're very they're not that common of fires, but when the fires do occur because of a live tree, they do become very deadly, and uh, they're like a, a, a torch. They go up really, really fast. And, you know, again, it's always important to make sure that you do have working smoke alarms and those Christmas trees, regardless if they're artificial or real live Christmas trees that you have, it's not blocking an exit door to be able to get out. That's to your garage, to your front door, to a patch, a porch sliding door. Just always have your exit path clear. All right. What do you have to say about candles, Chief? Well, candles are our 
peak time in December and January of fires caused by candles. We always want to make sure that you have a clear space around those candles, make sure that there's nothing that could be caught um, that could catch on fire around them, and be aware of kids also because they do have some sometimes um, like to see the, the candle burning, but keep uh, candles away from them. And also, anytime you leave a room, blow it out. When you go to bed, all lights and all candles should be extinguished before you go to bed. You know, that's something that I'm, I'm pretty compulsive about when we put our tree up is when we're not there, uh, I like to unplug it. And I guess that's probably the best policy, isn't it? Yes, it is. And also, you know, you want to make sure that um, you're, where you have your uh, Christmas tree placed at, you know, you want to be away from a heat source, um, from a vent, or making sure that there's no candles around there to make, especially if you have a live Christmas tree, if you have a vent nearby, that's going to dry up that Christmas tree a lot much faster and it becomes very, very dangerous and it becomes flammable, highly flammable at that point when it starts drying up. In your experience, Chief, uh, this time of year, what's the, the nature or the cause of most of the fires you're seeing in homes this time of year? Is it decoration? Well, Nash, no, it really, in reality, it's not. Um, right now, one in, in five house fires um, during the month of December are caused from decorations, but the number one cause of house fires is still unattended cooking. Thanksgiving is the peak day for unattended cooking fires, and it's followed by Christmas Day and then Christmas Eve. So we always want to make sure that once we start cooking, we're staying in the kitchen. We have a clear space of any type of combustible items that could catch on fire near our stovetop, but also near our crock pots and things that we're using around the kitchen also. So we always want to make sure that we're staying in that kitchen and being aware of what we have. Good information. Hey, thanks so much for being with us this morning. We appreciate it, Chief. Hey, thank you very much. Have a good day. Wichita Battalion Chief Jose Okady is talking about fire safety and cooking fires are the number one cause of house mm-hmm. fires this time of year. 817 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It is sports time again. Here's Ted Woodward. College men's basketball last night. Kansas State was trying to stay undefeated, but they couldn't do it. It's part of the Big 12 Big East battle at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. K-State got behind by double digits. Home team Butler shot 55% from the field, and K-State could never really mount a comeback. Butler wins at 76-64. First loss of the season for K-State under their new head coach, Jerome Tang. K-State now 6-1 on the season. 7,600 fans at that game in Indianapolis last night. We'll be uh, taking a look at Lawrence tonight, where the ninth-ranked Kansas Jayhawks are taking part in the Big 12 Big East battle as well. KU hosting Seton Hall. First time these teams have ever met on either one's campus. KU did play Seton Hall five years ago, you might remember, right here in Wichita, downtown at Interest Bank Arena, second round of the NCAA tournament. KU has won 11 straight games in Allen Fieldhouse. FanDuel has the Jayhawks as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite on home court tonight. Jayhawks have a record of 7-1. and one. Live pregame coverage for KU basketball at 6.30. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight. Listen to the Jayhawks on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The Wichita State women win again. They beat Denver at Coke Arena last night, 61-54. 1,100 fans on hand for that one. The Shockers win their fifth in a row. Shocker junior DJ McCarty, 19 points. She didn't miss a shot. Eight for eight from the field. 
as the Shocker ladies wow. have not lost a home game yet this season. They're now on a five-game winning streak. Made for eight. Juco men's basketball last night. Butler Community College on the road visiting 11th-ranked Coffeyville. Butler was not good in the first half, only scored 18 points. Must have been a good halftime speech as Butler got things cranked up in the second half, scoring 52 points in the second half and getting a huge upset comeback win on the road at 11th-ranked Coffeyville. Dennis Higgins had the call of the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Brown back to Grant. He's going to shoot a three. Got it! What a big three by Javon Grant! Grizzlies lead 68-61. And Butler would go on to win that game 70-64. And in Coffeyville, it's first home loss of the season. Butler is now 9-2 on the year. They won three in a row. The uh, In the NBA last night, the Phoenix Suns win at home, beat the Chicago Bulls 132-113, to coming off the bench for the Suns. Former Wichita State shocker Landry Shamit made four three-pointers on his way to 12 points. The Suns have won six in a row. In the National Hockey League last night, the Edmonton Oilers went on the road in Chicago, beat the Blackhawks 5-4. Starting goalie for Edmonton, former Wichita Thunder goalie, Stuart Skinner. He had 21 saves. He's won two of his last three games in goal for Edmonton as the Oilers have won three in a row with the former Thunder goalie, manning the net. In college volleyball today, it's the first round of the NCAA tournament. Kansas taking on Miami. That'll be at 4.30 this afternoon. That match will be in Lincoln, Nebraska. College football, the the uh, all-conference Big 12 teams announced yesterday. And a lot of K-State honorees. Felix Anudike Umzoma, K-State junior, is named the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big 12 Conference. Big defensive end for the Wildcats. Ooh. Cooper Beebe, junior for K-State, was named the Offensive Lineman of the Year in the conference. All-conference fullback is Ben Sinnott, sophomore from K-State. All-conference defensive back, Julius Brents, senior at K-State. And one Jayhawk made the first team. All-conference defensive back, Kobe Bryant, sophomore from KU. All-conference Big 12. And a guy that was all everything for the Kansas Jayhawks in football. We mark his passing. Former KU quarterback and pro football great John Hadle has died at the age of 82. Great player at KU, two-time All-American for the Jayhawks. He was an All-American running back his junior year, an All-American quarterback his senior year, as he led the Jayhawks to their first-ever bowl win, the 1961 Blue Bonnet Bowl. There are only three numbers that are retired at KU in football. One of them is John Hadle's number 21. Of course, he was born in Lawrence. He was named KU's Player of the Century in the sport for football. Led the nation in punting in 1959. He was a great pro player, too, in the AFL with the San Diego Chargers. He led the National Football League in passing in 1971 after the merger. He's in the Chargers Hall of Fame, the College Football Hall of Fame, one of the great Kansas athletes of all time. John Hadel passed away yesterday at the age of 82. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 822 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Elon Musk and Twitter promises. That's on the way. Steve is in the morning here on KNSS. It's time for a 